Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Greater Columbus Sports Commission is proud to celebrate the history of women's athletes and the 50th anniversary of Title IX with a new podcast. The Starting Nine Up podcast will feature some of the most important female voices in local sports. Hosted by iHeartMedia's Matt McCoy, Starting Nine Up explores stories you may be familiar with and others you might be hearing for the first time. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt, it's Jesse from Pot Awful. <laughs> wow, right out of the gate. Awesome. How are you, Jesse? I'm great, man. Big fan. Thanks for having me. Well, well, well. Th- thank you. Although I, I don't know if you're actually. Are you really a big fan? Because I'm, I'm fairly certain that uh, you didn't know I existed until yesterday. Not true. No, really? I know why you think that. I did get discussed recently on your show, but yes. I actually did know about you as um, I, I am a newer fan. As recently as two weeks ago, I really? learned about you. Interesting. Uh, but I've been a big fan ever since, and I've been meaning to call in this whole time. But once I heard my name being said, I thought, <laughs> well, here's the perfect opportunity. Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah, it, it's funny. You know, like I was saying on the on the show yesterday, this this whole world of, of radio and podcasting and all of it, it, it seems so big. And yet it's so small and that uh, so many people kind of know each other or run across each other. In, in nice it's really, ways. And it's n- really just five guys in their finished basement. <laughs> right. If you think about it. Well, not in you my... You know, not- five, five guys managed to buy a, a microphone arm and then a heavy enough carpet to hang on their ceiling or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and they just went for it. And then that's it. And it's just, it's incestuous and also cutthroat. Right, right. It certainly is. Well, I'm in an actual FM radio station here, and we're on the third floor. But, uh, but I did that explains the drop ceiling. Mm-hmm. Have them remove that. I did. Uh, I did start out in a basement, though. I very much did. Get rid of the drop ceiling. I'm not a fan of it. What's you under that? The, the, I bet the... you got a beautiful tin roof or something. <laughs> well, we're in. I, I, I don't know if you've ever been to Manchester, New Hampshire. I'm going to assume not. Uh, but, no. but we have these old uh, brick mill buildings here, and they've you know they convert the mill buildings into offices and radio oh, studios and apartments and all that. But we're very if you look at an aerial shot of Manchester, New Hampshire, you will see lots and lots of brick. Gotcha. I lived in uh, Brooklyn for ten years. They had a lot of converted warehouses. All the hipsters would live in. I think they used to. I think all of them used to be like dildo factories or something. Uh huh. Oh well. Hey, they got to make them somewhere. Yeah, so that's where they made them. Yes, yes. Well, I first became aware of you through uh, Mike David of Red Bar Radio. I, I became uh, and and I, I right. assume love I, Mike. I, I assume Mike David doesn't know I exist, but I although I am I'm in the the Bring Back group there, so someone had to approve me for that. Oh, but. he knows everybody in the group. He's actually okay. your best friend. Wow, I had no idea. I should ask him for a loan. Um, but he, uh, yeah, I became a fan. I don't remember how I ran across him. 
But I, I found him uh, online like six or seven years ago, and I became a fan. And then I, um, and that's how I first became aware of you. So I've been aware of you for a while. Um, yeah. I remember him calling into your show and, uh, and, and, and at one point and so on. And, and I, I know that, uh, you've been connected for a while. I don't know the full extent of your, of your friendship, oh, uh, but yeah, um, Mike's great. I feel bad for him. He's got a very terrible disease. Um, but he's a great guy. He takes a lot of inspiration from my show and, uh, <laughs> you know, I wish him the best of luck. He takes inspiration from your show. Now that's interesting because I saw this clip and it was, I, I felt badly. It was like watching my parents fight. Uh, I, I saw this clip recently on YouTube and I think that's what kind of led me down this rabbit hole. I was trying to figure out what the genesis of the conflict was and maybe it's been resolved. You can tell me, but there seemed to be some sort of a conflict between you and Mike. And I, I watched the clip. You had called into his show, and I was like, well, this is terrible. I mean, it's fascinating to me because I love that kind of stuff. But it's, um, it's, it's, but it, it, it bothered me in a sense. And then after you were off the phone with him, Mike was like, yeah, you know, he really kind of deserved that. But actually, I feel really bad. And then he seemed to feel genuinely badly about it. And then he's... Yeah, no, it was a big misunderstanding. Mm. Mike's a great guy. We've been best friends since 2011 or so. Oh, okay. And we had this big misunderstanding where he maybe lifted a joke or two from my show. Mm. I maybe sort of made fun of him a little bit for that one time. He, you know, I mean, he, you probably like him because, uh, one, he is good at what he does, but two... He takes a lot of inspiration from guys like Opie and Anthony mm -hmm. and Man Cow. Yeah. You know? Yep. And uh, I, I guess maybe I pointed a little bit of that out, and he didn't <laughs> take too kindly to it. But it's all water under the bridge. The guy's got some sort of um, crap bag disease. Yeah. I, I only uh, just recently figured out uh, because – I've been wondering for a while what exactly. See, here's the thing, Jesse. I never knew if he was serious or not. On his show, no. Mike would talk about being sick, and and no, I, he's not serious. It's actually he's he's got a disability scam he's running. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he's uh, well, in order. The only way he was able, his wife, you know, is Canadian. She's Jules. on the show. Yeah, yeah. He, Jules. Yeah, the voice off screen. Yeah, she is. Um, She's Canadian, and she is only allowed to be in this country as his caretaker. Uh, it's sort of a scam they run or something like that. Sure. But then what, what's <laughs> scary is, you know, sometimes, you know, art imitates life mm -hmm. and vice versa. And they were telling this story for so long, and then he, he started telling people he got coronavirus, and it turns out that wasn't true. Right. And then, and then later on, what happened was he actually got sick. Right. He got a disease. I think it's called Crohn's disease, something like that. Oh, uh, Crohn's, Crohn's I, disease. I think it's uh, Crohn's disease. Crohn, uh, I think, is a character from uh, Star Trek or something. One of the uh, same thing. Klingons. Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah, it's all yeah. related. But he sure. it, basically, if for your listeners, if they don't know, what happens is it's a it's an immune deficiency. It's actually a terrible, terrible disease. Yeah, that. It's debilitating. It's um, it's somewhat degenerative. It is genetic. There is no cure, mm. and it makes you crap in a bag. 
which is probably the worst part. Yeah. I, so, I, because I, where you normally crap is from your butt. Right. Let, let's let's not get too... Uh, we are on FM, Jesse. We don't need to well, get I mean, I'm sorry. too I'm sorry. descriptive. Um, I mean, cl- anus. What is the biological well, cl- term? Cl- cl- clinical, clinical terms are fine. Clinical but, uh, terms only. Anus. Right, it, right. So your anus is where your feces normally yes. comes from. Right? We, we, we get the idea. We get the idea. I, I actually oh, had okay. a... I, I had a friend who who had it, and no, that that is terrible. So so he joked about having having the illness, and then he actually got sick. It's like a like a Dorian Gray thing. Like he looks into the mirror and then becomes this terrible, uh, terribly sick person. Yeah, emphasis on the gray. Yeah, right, right. Well, he has he has a lot of gray hair for for someone so young. Um, oh, that's not what I meant. But yeah, uh, sure. right. Well, that too. So um, yeah. So, so he really is. Well, that's that's too bad. I'm I'm very sorry to hear that. For the longest time, I was trying to figure it out. Um, but you you messaged me something that I was particularly fascinated by. You know our old friend Crazy Joe. Well, I know. I I had a, a very. Br- I mean, and this was years ago. Now, yeah. I mean, years and years ago. I've been doing you know my thing for a long time. Yeah. And um, this was way early on to the point where I barely even remember it. I just, when you said the name Crazy Joe, <laughs> I was like, no, he doesn't mean that Crazy Joe, does he? And uh, sure enough, you did. I honestly don't even remember what the run-in I had with him was, but he was, I picked up so quickly. You know, my whole thing on my show, I have a show called Pot Awful, by the way. I don't know if people know who the heck I am. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, I, I have this show, and I, my whole thing is I make fun of strange people on the Internet. It's, you know, it's harmless. And I even was able to detect that Crazy Joe is properly named to the <laughs> point where I went, yeah, you know what, maybe that was not even, we, you know, some guys you just don't have to make fun of. You right, know? right. Um, so, yeah, it was a very brief run in with him. But when you said that name, I had a fl- I had a flashback. It was Vietnam style. I was back in the name. I was in the rice paddy. Uh-huh. You know, my uh, best friend, the Giacomo, got exploded. I had to tell his wife and kids back home. They became my wife and kids. The oh. whole deal happened. Wow. It's a blink of an eye. Sure, sure. I understand. Yeah, we thousand um... yard stare. They call it. You ever heard of that? <laughs> I have heard of that. Yes. <laughs> like because the guy, what it is, is he is he always is remembering the horrors of war he saw, the um, the ear necklaces and the mm. driving over their faces to right. make their, their faces look like a zipper, you know, with the tire well, that's, track. Yeah. And that's that, always that, that's in very, the back of his mind's eye. And so it causes him to stare off into the mid-distance in a horrified expression. Right, right. Well, and then, and what you, what the, the scary thing of that is you don't know. That guy might snap at any moment. But you can't say anything because of the heroic valor he he has. Yes. You thank him for his service. You thank him for his service, and you hope that he's not carrying a pocket knife on him, but you know he is. He's got too many pockets on his vest. Right. Oh, I know the the vest, uh, the type of uh, vest you're, you speak of, yes. Well, we had... Yeah, um, like fisherman vest? Yes, yes. Well, we had a very strange experience here with Crazy Joe. I don't know how he found me. I don't know how he found my show. But um, you know, but even though you know we're on this FM station, of course, when you're when you're online, people from anywhere can access it, and we're we're very happy about that. But but Crazy Joe, he call he would call this show. He also started calling the morning show, and um, he seemed to be trying to build his own thing. But he was um, I don't think it even exists anymore. Is Periscope still around? Or did they close that yeah. down recently? 
it exists in some fashion because you can still see the old videos on there. I don't okay. really know how it works because I'm not a um, <laughs> a gay guy. Well, I don't but, know. I don't. I don't know what that would have to do with it. But um, well, I or like a fashionista. Right, I feel like yes. I feel like there was a certain like every all of these streaming things. They've all got their own sort of market share of people. Sure, and sure. I feel like I saw a lot of ladies and sort of um, effeminate things going on on Periscope. So I don't know. And that might be what attracted uh, uh, Crazy Joe to it. I don't know. I mean, he had sort of a he seemed to have sort of a macho thing going on, but um, but he would so he would call the show. He would call the show, and he was very nice, but in the beginning. But he would talk about the Crazy Joe show, and he would not only plug that it was on Periscope, and I couldn't understand why he was doing his show on Periscope. But he would go into this long, tortured explanation of how to download Periscope onto your phone <laughs> and then how to find his show. And I, I started giving him advice because I liked Crazy Joe in the beginning. I thought he was a very interesting character. I couldn't figure out quite how much of it was real and how much of it was a character. And I would message him on Facebook and I would say, dude, you, you forget the Periscope thing. Do your show on YouTube or Facebook or something. And, and that way people can find it easily and whatnot. And he got defensive and angry. For some reason, it was very important that he do his show on Periscope. And um, he just turns on everybody. Like, everybody who tries to help him, he just turns on them. And then well, he uh, he told me off and never called again. The thing with these goons is, I call them goons, mm -hmm, these mm -hmm. guys. Yes. The thing with them is, is I oftentimes start out trying to help them. Because truly what compels me to cover them to begin with is I look at them and I go, wow, nobody's telling them don't do this. <laughs> And so I come in, I go, well, I can't stop them. I know at this point you can't stop them from doing it. And God, why would I want to? I want to watch them <laughs> do these things. Right. But in the end, I do want to help them because they could do it well or they could do whatever it is, whatever their thing is. The thing that makes it hilarious or cringy or whatever you might want to call it is always like the smallest improvement could help it. And so usually... Mm -hmm. I start off calling them up to sort of give them an idea or to give them just a little bit of advice. You know, I've done this for a while and I've, I'm opinionated. I think that's okay. Maybe I'm wrong, but I've never seen them take the advice. So I can't <laughs> assume I am wrong about it because I've never seen it put into action. And that I think brings us to your friend, Tom Gully. Oh, Tom, yes. Well, now, now for the record, I, I do consider Tom a friend. I like Tom. Uh, but you know as well as I do, you can't fix stupid. And Tom Gully <laughs> oh. is stupid as a sack of batteries. I mean, he is a garbage pile of a person. And I don't mean like he's a bad guy. I mean, his <laughs> brain just is not even firing. There's no, there's no electrical activity between the neurons. He is on autopilot. He's a human autopilot. You know in the airplane uh, with the auto, the inflatable guy? Yes. He might as well be that, but with some stapled on wooden teeth. Hmm. So now, so I'm a little unclear on, on, on something, Jesse. Are you saying you do like Tom or, or you're... You, okay. Love you're him, right. and he's got one of the best and most real radio shows that has ever existed. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, like, he, he listen, 
you are in a real radio station right now, and we are on the real airwaves, right? Correct. And that's that's awesome. And maybe people listen, maybe they don't. It's radio. No one's ever known the answer to that. Right. But, it, <laughs> but it, the possibility is there. And you've got signs around you saying that you're on the radio. Your microphone has a flag on it. That's how you know a real radio guy. He's got a flag on his microphone. Right. Yes. Yes. So it's like it's like knowing a real news guy. If they don't have a flag around their microphone while asking you the eyewitness information, <laughs> then it's just some guy. Yeah. You've got a lava lamp, which is pretty cool. So I am into that. I'm not saying that ironically. So <laughs> I'm really not. I am into. I mean, I got gotcha. you. Take one look at my studio. You'll see. <laughs> so I I look at Tom, and I don't see anything wrong with a guy pretending to be on the radio. I. I've said this before, I look at it the same way I look at a man playing with model trains in his basement to the detriment of his family, his wife <laughs> leaves him, all this kind of stuff. Uh. If it's making him happy, I've got no issue with it. And, and honestly, I'm impressed by it. He goes to the trouble to build the little church and the little town and the people, and he's going, hey, he sits there and he wears his conductor hat and he goes, woo-woo, as the train goes by. He's having a blast. And if a guy wants to pretend to be on the radio and make his own little pretend radio station in his spare bedroom of his house, I've got no issue with that. But then the part where he says he is on the real radio, and when you ask him what network, and he tells you Amazon's Alexa, <laughs> then, <laughs> then we've got a bit of an issue. And I, I mean, I know you like Tom. Oh, yes. And again, I do. great guy, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the, one of the best guys. He has um he has a very dry. This is what I said to Tony D yesterday, and you probably heard it. He has a. T- Tom, I love that guy, Tony G or whatever his name is. To- he seemed like a smart cookie. Tony D, yeah. Well, Tom doesn't think so, but uh, but yes, we we love. Then Tony I know D. he is. <laughs> we love everybody. We love Tony D. We love uh, we love uh, Tom Gully, but uh, but Tom Tom is very dry, and that's not for everyone. I kind of enjoy Tom's bone dry uh, humor and delivery, but that's well, that's me. See, but it's not. This is going to be hard for me to explain, and it's going to be hard for you to take because you you like him, and I know he's a big fan of your show, and so I know you kind of have to like him. But <laughs> I mean, come on, that's what it is, really. But you don't, ha- and I'm not going to pressure you into saying that. I'm not here no, to like turn it's, you know it's turn cool. you against him or anything. Yeah, no worries. But <laughs> let's be honest about this quote unquote dry humor of his. Mm-hmm. It is not. It is dry. Yeah. But is it humor? You see, mm. like, there's a, there, there's this thing where, like, for instance, British people. Yes. They have this thing where they are able to fool us Americans into thinking they are smart simply by speaking in a sort of erudite manner, right? Oh, that's when in reality, true. True. When in reality, British people are some of the dumbest people you'll ever talk to. I mean, these are, <laughs> these are scum-sucking, <laughs> like... No, oh. hang on a second. Well, they, I, these guys, they, they eat French fries all day long and call them <laughs> chips. They're not bright people. And, well, but we are fooled. We're fooled by it. And well, you're one speaking, of the major things... Speaking very... Ahead, bro- you're, 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 I was just going to say, you're speaking very broadly. I, you know, I, I, I'm sure yes, there I'm are... I'm speaking about all British people <laughs> because it is true about all of them. And by the way, my wife is British. Oh. So, oh. Um, all right. <laughs> But no. she's, she's British. She's British by way of Australia, so it kind of evened her out a little bit. I see. Um, I see. Okay. Yeah. And she chose America here, so obviously she's got some sort of sense in her head. 
Mm. But my point with this is um, they have, in the same way they've managed to fool us with their accents, and maybe that makes us dumb, but seriously, not on the level of British people. They are <laughs> frightening. They, their favorite flavor is the color gray. Oh, you know? so, okay. I mean, if you gave them a pack of crayons, they'd start sucking on them. Hmm. So the thing with British people is they have also managed to fool us with their, their quote-unquote humor. Uh-huh. And we believe they have a smart, dry sense of humor. You would probably refer to something out of Britain humor-wise as smart and dry. I don't know why everybody seems to do that when in reality their stuff is just boring and gay. And so I think that they're... I think Tom believes that British people, he, he actually sincerely <laughs> believes that British people are smarter because of that accent. In fact, he has sort of an Anglophile streak about him where anytime he talks to somebody from the British Isles, uh-huh. he starts doing his best British guy accent. It's very strange. You know, he's got like four people who watch his show and he knows all of their names. And, and there's one of them... Um, Oh, there's a guy. There's a guy like from Scotland named Thomas Hamilton. Okay. And every time he addresses Thomas Hamilton, he goes Thomas Hamilton from Glasgow. And but it's like, well, I would get that if the guy's name was you know Seamus McGillicuddy or so. His name is sure. Thomas Hamilton. That's just a guy's name. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. We got Thomas Hamiltons over here. And then he's got this lady who lives in some place, and every time he's got to say she lives in Shrewsbury, Shropshire. <laughs> And he think I don't know what he thinks he's doing by doing that. He does yeah. it every single time. Yeah. My point in all of this is Tom does not have a dry humor. Tom is dry, and he is automatically just doing these things. He, yeah. He is not you, – you are probably to some degree as a radio guy – I don't know if you consider yourself a comedian or anything. But no, no. You – you you are probably as a radio guy as an entertainer um, compelled to some degree to make people laugh like try to be funny. That is not yes. what's going on with Tom. <laughs> Tom believes that these are just the things you are supposed to say. Yeah, he has a sort of Rain Man like appreciation for David Letterman, and so everything that you think of as Tom's dry humor is him just <laughs> repeating things he heard from David Letterman. <laughs> Dan's humor. Well, but it sounds like you're also suggesting Tom may have a bit of British envy. I'm more suggesting he's autistic, but sure, that one too. Um, Now, and I don't mean that in like an, I don't mean that to be insulting in any way. Not that it should be insulting, but you know. Right, right. That's the thing. Yeah. To be autistic. But what I'm saying is, it is a known um, component of autism to sort of, uh, um, obsess over things mm-hmm. in a to a degree uh, that that's a that's a huge part of autism is to obsess about something yeah and to do it sort of devoid of its original um, enjoyment. Um, so, like uh, a classic example, there's this guy from the internet called Chris Chan, and he is obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, and and. You know, if you're a kid and you are obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog, it's because it's a fun video game and it's cool. But he is obsessed with it, be, uh, like to a minutia degree. Like he cares whether or not you color Sonic's arms <laughs> the right color. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when Tom Gully opens up his show and says, "On tonight's show, we'll be talking about all the classics such as 
bicycles and uh, you know whatever. And he, and he always ends it with and the ever popular hygiene. He says that yeah. every episode, and I'm positive he just got this from David Letterman, who right. I am a fan of. Me I, too. I consider that to be a comedy hero. Yes. Of mine. Yes. And and so I can hear it when Tom Gully is just soullessly parroting things that he has probably heard this man say. It is, it's, it's almost a level of creepy hmm. and um, un- it's unsettling. I think the best word would be it's unsettling. And maybe if I, were div- if I could divorce Tom's face from his voice when he says these things, I would find it less so, uh, but I am now incapable of that because he haunts my dreams. Oh, oh my. So, right. So are you saying, uh, Jesse, just so I'm clear, so are you, are you saying you're, you're a big fan of his or somewhat of a fan or not so huge much? Fan. I just A huge fan. Well, yeah, yeah. I, wa- I was a huge fan. Yeah, and I yeah. tried, I called into a show, I played around with him. We did a little, yeah. we did a little bit with him called Is This Live? where oh. we just asked him if his show was live, and then he had a sort of a little freak out over this. Yes, uh, someone in the uh, in the chat who I assume is someone you know, uh, Eliana Vigil, uh, was asking if I was live. Are we live right now? Are we on the airway? We are live. Because I heard this same episode yesterday. Oh, no, sir. Oh, no. No, because you, see, weren't, you, you didn't call in yesterday, see? Yeah, see, you're, you're handling it like a, a normal human being. This is, <laughs> right. this, that's how that's how a real person would respond to something like that. But for some reason, people on the internet respond to that with a total meltdown. So Tom Gully <laughs> is one of those people. I called in to Tom's show as Tom, telling him I'm him from the present, and he actually got a little bit confused on this. Oh, and. Tom's other major malfunction in life is he believes he is a Mr. Intelligence. Mm-hmm. He believes he's a genius. I mean, you must know that. You've spoken to him, right? Yes, yes. I, I didn't I didn't uh I didn't get the, the, the vibe that he thought he was a genius necessarily, but uh Well listen, I, I think didn't your uh didn't your guy Tony say that he it, fan, his own fans call into his show and then he like uh, sort of breaks them down to some degree. He was saying something like that yesterday, yeah. and I think what yeah. he meant by that was, if you say even the slightest misstep, Tom will jump all over it. it not in order to make you look stupid, in order to make him look smart. Oh. And it's it's always the most petty, petulant sort of. Uh, it just it doesn't even matter. You know, it's the it's the equivalent of a typo in speaking. You just accidentally trip up and say the littlest thing. He'll hang up on you, and then he'll spend five minutes telling Morty Vicker, his only audience member, that he, you are stupid. And he does all of this while sitting under a sign that says, can't fix stupid behind his head. Oh, that's but right. But ironically, his head just covers up the can't and fix parts. Oh. So it looks like he's got a sign saying stupid behind him. Oh. Um Tom is incapable of seeing things like that. He doesn't realize the way he looks and sounds when doing this. I attempted to help him with that, and I attempted to give him just a little bit of wiggle room in order to kind of laugh at himself for once. He's incapable of it. Uh-huh. And uh, and he, of course, denied that offer and immediately became a goon. So, uh, you know, it's not really – it doesn't even matter if I'm a fan of him or not. Mm-hmm. He can't help himself. And I do have – extremely strong reasons 
it's circumstantial, but it's extreme. It's a lot of evidence to believe that Tom is the reason that my YouTube channel was terminated um, days ago. Really? Which he, which he denies, but I believe it was him. Oh, no kidding. Yes. Oh, that's um, interesting. I believe that we, we did one episode making fun of him, and that episode was taken down, and then my channel was terminated, um, all because he can't handle being made to look stupid. Oh. And if you don't know Tom's backstory, he's now spent years fighting literal children for calling him a pedophile. On oh, the well, we, yeah, we, we don't, we don't want to go there, but... Um... <laughs> Well, he didn't want to go. Right, right. But uh, um, see, I thought, um, and again, I, I, I tried to kind of piece things together just when I, when I realized, when I realized that that you had been uh, deplatformed on YouTube, um, I, I saw something about, and I don't know much about him, but this guy Mersh from Nightwave, I kind yeah. of. I'd kind of been aware of him for a long time too, but I I don't know much about him. But I saw something about um, he was denying that he had anything to do with it, but somebody thought that he did and that 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 he was behind it because you had some sort of a conflict with him. But I don't I don't know any of the details of that. I just kind of you know, like I said, I've been trying to piece piece these things together because I'm so curious. But it's been hard to really put put all the details together, you know. Yeah, well, Mersh, I mean, this is classic Radio Wars Yeah, stuff, which you know? I love. It's 100%. It's Radio Wars. No, Mersh, uh, Mersh definitely tried to get people to uh, do the same to me. I just don't believe he was successful at it. Yeah. And I believe Tom was. Okay. And just to answer somebody in your uh, Facebook Live here saying, Tom, uh, uh, what they say? Oh, Matt, why are you talking to this person? <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Oh well, you know. Well, I'm glad you called. I, I've been uh, curious to uh, to to speak with you. So, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't know if Roy was watching yesterday or listening yesterday, but uh, you're talking about me for a while yesterday, so it only makes sense to maybe talk to me at one point, Roy. I would I would think, but I I'll be honest. The main reason I called in, yes, is because I know. Here's the thing: we love calling into Tom Gully show, and he loves banning our phone numbers. Okay. And he's gotten very good at banning us in his chat room and very good at banning all the phone numbers when we call in. Yeah. But I know he listens to your show. So yeah. now he's going to have to listen to me uninterrupted whether he likes it or not. That was the main reason I wanted to call in is I just wanted him to hear me have to speak. So I'm getting I'm getting an idea of, about who Roy Taylor might be. What do you mean by that? Um so do you know do you know Chris James? Chris James from not even a show. I don't know. Okay, um, so that's how I met Tom. So Chris Chris James he's from he's from Canada, and he does a show okay. called Not Even a Show. And the, oh oh yeah, the, to, uh, Tom told me about this. They used they pranked Tom a few times. Right, right. They, they they pranked Tom, and then and then became friends with Tom. And same with me. Like they would prank me, but then we became friends because what what Chris does, and and it's it's fantastic. He um he he pranks a lot of um, right wing 
radio talk shows. And when he first ran across me, he thought that's what I was. Because I mostly do politics, but I do like to foray into this other stuff just because it's fun. But um, so he thought I was a conservative. So he called me and, and was messing with me. And then he realized that my politics actually align much more with him and that I'm not a conservative. And then we became friends. And then his pranks became friendly. But it was the same thing with Tom. Like he, when he, he, he and Tom became friends. And I don't know if he even calls Tom anymore. Chris never calls me anymore because there's no point in pranking me now that we're, now that we're friends. But that, that's how I met Tom right. Gully is through not even a show, Chris James. And, you know, maybe maybe that's why your uh, listeners are having a little bit of trouble with me being on here because this hasn't been very political, and maybe that's what they're used to. So I would be willing to get a little political here, and could we maybe discuss whether or not you would be willing to go under the water and rub down Biden's leg hair? Well, he. The, the thing is, uh, I do uh, like the kids used to. Do well, I cool. have I have something. We we did play that that clip on the show. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, you know that is something that I have in common with uh, President Biden. I also have hairy legs that turn blonde in the sun. In the sun. But do you let the the children of the inner city no, rub the hair no, down I, under the no, water? No, no. Okay. Then that's nobody. Nobody needs that imagery. But actually, so my my listeners, um, we we do. I have like probably the strangest political talk show on FM radio because uh, I uh, we, we we basically we do politics, but we veer off into all kinds of other stuff too. Like this, you know, like, uh, you know, I love these podcast wars and radio wars and that kind of stuff. And, you know, we have a guy, we have a guy who calls us once a week named EZG who does this entertainment report and it's really funny. And, and we, we do all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. It's a political talk show, um, but you feel like you've ingested hallucinogenics before you uh, tune in very often. So I love it. Yeah. I love it. And, and listen, I don't, I'm not a political guy at all, so you know, I could be completely boring for your audience. Um, I see a guy saying, this guy is not funny at all. It just happens to be the same guy from a moment ago right. saying that. I don't know. You know. Roy maybe doesn't like to have any fun, but um, well, you know, some- I just think that all this stuff is very silly, and I love it when people take this sort of thing very seriously. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just, I can't. I can't possibly take any of this seriously, um, which is why I don't very, get very political on things. <laughs> because right, right. that might be where people take things the most serious. But I'll just say, you know, all I want to do in this world is um, look at silly people mm-hmm. and make up silly jokes about them. Yes. And um, those same people want me banned from the Internet. So, you know, it, maybe maybe this is a political-leaning sort of thing. I'm not sure. I think there is a certain um, – I think there are a certain number of people who lean a certain political way <laughs> that are against people being able to say things, even if they're just jokes. And, yeah. uh, and, and I don't know, there could be some people that are just sensitive to that sort of thing. I don't, uh, ever purport to be everybody's cup of tea, uh, but mostly sure. because I hope to be a pitcher full of diarrhea on everybody's <laughs> good time. By the way, uh, Tony D, uh, is in the chat room and, uh, you have a new fan. He's, uh, he's, he's digging you. Um, oh, Tony, thank you. But I really liked you on the show that I listened to yesterday. And, uh, if you don't like Tom Gully, you are smart. And that's just period. I don't care. You could fail your SATs completely. You could forget to put your name on them and get a zero. And if you dislike Tom Gully, you are one of the smarter people on earth. 
Ah, no. And that's no. not saying anything bad about you, man. I understand. Just, again, I, understand. I know he listen. He's a fan, so you got to pretend like I'm. I'm. I'm fooled by his Lettermanism. I understand. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> you, let me ask you this: You ever seen an adult man wear a class ring before? <laughs> I. I've, I don't know. Probably not. I, you laughed. I've, I got you with I've, that one. I've never given it any thought until you asked me that. But Tom um, Gully is a 58-year-old man who wears a class ring. I mean, I thought the day I got out of high school, I threw my class ring in the garbage. Yeah. I didn't think this was something. I've never seen it happen before. Tom Gully is like, he remembers the glory days when he was playing soccer, and he's wearing his class ring, and he's wearing his Ball State hoodie. And I don't know, there's just something sick and twisted about a guy who's, you know, who's that stuck in the past, but is also fighting teenagers online over being called names. Right. Well, again, I just want to remind, for anyone just joining us, I, I, I like uh, I like Tom Gully, but I, I understand well, he's not your cup of tea. you know what, Matt? I, I said I wasn't going to try to split you guys apart, but no. listen. Oh, I know. you got to be honest. You don't like him. Do. You just don't want him do. to not like you. No, I do like him. But I would, no, but you're I would a radio be, guy, I would, and you need people to like you. I would and be so sad. You, you don't take sides on these things. That's oh, you, what's really you, Well, you'd be surprised. But I, but I would feel bad. I will admit, Jesse, I would feel badly if he did not like me. That I would feel badly. I'm, I am sensitive See? that way. I do See? want to be liked. I know. I know. And listen, even if you keep liking Tom Gully, I'll still like you, Matt. Um, I'll make sure that everybody on the internet still likes you. I will only sing your praises. I love you. Um, I don't know if you're married, but if you want to go on a date, I would consider it. Well, I I, I have a uh, I have a partner, and uh, you know I, I I prefer the ladies. Then why do you call it a partner? <laughs> What's the- Oh, you know, well, actually, that's that's a good question. I kind of, so... Um, you made me think you were gay for a second, and then you completely I, did a switcheroo on it. I know, that, I know, it's funny. Yeah, um, Jenny and I, you know, we just kind of, I guess because we're, you know, we're older, we're in our 40s, and it's like, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, it just sounds kind of kiddish, you, you know? You can't say partner. You can't say partner. That sounds like you're driving a Subaru, and you've got your children are Labradors. <laughs> Oh, Jenny gives. Jenny says, uh, "Now nah, you have my blessing." I guess she's okay with us uh, going out on a Thank date. Thank you, Jenny. See, she's one of the good ones. Well, maybe when the pandemic is over. Um, but uh, but uh, let me let me ask you this, uh, Jesse, and then and then we we should wrap up soon. We've been on for a while, but um, what what do you do? What do you, so you're you're deplatforming from YouTube? What do you do? Do you just are you appealing it? What what happens now? Yeah, so I am. Uh, I've, I've been deplatformed, and the way I was uh, terminated from YouTube, they gave me the reason, and it wasn't what I would assume, which is like bullying or harassment or any of the things that you've heard. You know, it's not why Alex Jones was taken off or anything. Um, it was something that was. It's actually something I've never even heard of before. It has to do with, uh, uh, like, hacking. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but it has to do with hacking. It's something I clearly did not do. They do give you a chance to appeal. Yeah. And I am, I am currently appealing that and awaiting an answer on that, um, which I will. I, I have had the exact same YouTube channel terminated two other times now. Oh. And both times I've managed to get it back. Yeah. And so I just want to say to the Tom Gullies out there, 
and uh, many more, the Mershes, and uh, there's this guy called the Santa Cruz Joker that we make fun of that is uh, celebrating my, my supposed defeat right now. Uh, you may have called the game a little too early here because mm. one way or the other, even if they don't accept my appeal, uh, I will be back. I will make two more channels where the, the last head was cut off. Two more will replace it. And I am like a disease on the Internet. I'm, I'm cancer and you're going to die. So, uh, and I do want to say this, um, you know, you can find my stuff, potawful.com, potawful.pizza is where it's at right now. Luckily, I do have a, a very uh, kind and, and loving and generous and fairly large uh, group of supporters who pay me for content. Yes. And um, so all of that stuff, uh, or many, much of that stuff is still up uh, behind the paywall, and you can still see that kind of stuff. We're working on all of that. My podcast, Pot Awful, on whatever you listen to podcasts on, it's on everything, yeah. uh, is still up. I'm not a YouTuber. I make a podcast. Yeah. And so in reality, if I never had a YouTube channel again, it doesn't really matter at all. Right, right. Um, uh, so... You know, I can still be found out there many, many, many places, and it's really, really preemptive. It's really early yeah. to be celebrating this one. And any back alley in the continental United States, Tom Gully. I'm just going to oh say my. that right now. By the way, did Anywhere, you, you call the place. <sighs> I will see you there. I'm six foot seven. I'm 259 pounds, and I'm completely unstoppable. Wow. Well, you carry it well. Um, by the, by the way, did you say, uh, pot awful dot pizza? Pot awful dot pizza. Yeah. We call it the pizza fund. It was like a joke name. You can it's get a, like, pre- you can get a dot yeah, there's pizza. A dot pizza. I'll be damned. <laughs> yeah, they got all sorts of stuff. In fact, if you want to, um, there's another way you can get to my website. It's called, uh, sexy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I like, the, um, I like the dot pizza. I, 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 that pizza is great. They got a lot of good ones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's fascinating to me. Uh, well, I love pizza. Do we got to do a station identification? Oh, would you like to? Uh, guys, you're listening to 95.3 WMNH. This is Matt Conner- Connerton Unleashed, and uh, you can only get this by listening to the actual radio or on Facebook, unlike the Tom Gully Show, R.I.P., well, you, I, actually, you can you can you can just stream the audio online too on our site, but that's okay. Or you can stream it online. You know what? You can do it. <laughs> get it through smoke signals if you yes. live on a reservation. I don't care how you do it. Right. You guys make sure you tune in and always be listening to ninety five point three WMNH, the proud sponsors of Potawful Dot Pizza. Thank you. Wow! Wow! All right. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for the call. Uh, it's uh, a nice to. Nice to uh, hear from you, and uh, we'll let you get going. But uh, I, I feel like I've learned a lot about the oh, about everything. I love you. <laughs> oh, I love you too. All right, <laughs> all right, Jesse. Thank you for <laughs> wow. Jeez, hey, hey, hey! Careful, it's COVID. We're, we're still in this pandemic. You can't be. You got to watch the spittle. It sounds like you're sending spittle everywhere. Mm. All right, all right, Jesse. <laughs> Thank you. Bye bye. All right, that was uh, Jesse P.S. from Pod Awful, and uh, very, um, very interesting to see the reactions in the Facebook live chat. Uh, some people dig him. Uh, looks like uh, a lot of his fans uh, came to hear us uh, talk, and uh, some people really uh, dislike him. Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change.
And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? No, sir. I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only.